Welcome to The Run. This is episode 23. Patty Quinn, Jerry Green, we're back at it for 2021. Jerry, welcome as always. Oh, Patty, it took a while, but we're here. It has been a while. We haven't done one in about two months, and there is a story to be told, of course, uh, COVID limitations and restrictions were not kind to our gathering down here at Eastside uh, Creative Center. And uh, secondly, uh, Victor, and kudos to him and his uh, folks that help him out here at Eastside Church and the Eastside Creative Center uh, have conquered uh, a longstanding technological, um, what are we going to call that, Jerry? Technological uh, hiccup. Hiccup. There we go. So we figured out how mm-hmm. to get on the air, as it were, through a phone, and gosh darn it, I'm on one end of the city, you're at the other end of the city, and together we are again. Yes, and that what that's going to do for for uh, later on will be that, uh, you know, if, when you and I can be together in the studio again, then we can welcome people from away, from anywhere. That would be great. Well, look at I can take that lunacy one step further. You ready for this one? And we yeah. Can, we can toy with this in the days to come. We could almost do a three-way call as well. We may never be sitting across the table from each other again. Don't ever say that. <laughs> we got to get a I'd little. I'd rather be sitting there face to face with you because it, uh, you know, it's it's helpful for the for the the, the banter and the ideas mm-hmm. of things we do during these casts, which just come to us uh, uh, sometimes just randomly. All right, episode 23, welcome back. It's uh, great to be with you folks. We've got to get a little plug in here for Creative uh, Grounds. How delicious would one of your black Americanos be tonight, Jerry? Oh, God, I had some instant coffee, so. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks again. It would be, yes, it would be very nice. Yeah, thanks again to Victor, Jody, and the folks at uh, Creative Grounds. Stop by uh, for a cup of coffee or a treat. So thanks again to the folks at uh, Creative Grounds. All right, here we go. Let's uh, play some catch-up. Uh, I don't know, Jerry, uh, how you are for time. I'm all right, uh, but we'll we'll bash out uh, at least a solid hour here as we uh, attempt to catch up as best we can. I think we'll start with the Maritime Hockey League and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And I think, uh, I don't know this with any great certainty, but I think you and I might disagree on this. And when's the last time the Wildcats played a game? May I ask that? Uh, November fourteenth, and just prior to Christmas for Thanks the for asking. <laughs> just prior to Christmas for the Miramichi Timberwolves. I don't know, Jerry, but I'm at the point here. Uh, what are we in the second full week of February? I'm at the point, and uh, you can choose to disagree here. That's uh, part of this. Um, I'm at the point where I think we mail it in and just say, you know what, we tried. We had some success early. It, it kind of worked. Now it's not working. And I think it's time to just uh, move on. Look, at the fact of the matter is, uh, in the Maritime Hockey League world, there's no Fred Page Cup. There will be no national championship. There will be no Memorial Cup championship uh, in the uh, major junior ranks. And uh, I suspect you and I differ on that. I'm ready to mail it in. What about you? I think in the Maritime Hockey League, there is a better percentage of opportunity that we will be able to continue because we do separate New Brunswick from Nova Scotia. Now, I see interesting development since we last talked, or or last potting, if you would. Is that a term, potting? Can I be potting? Um, It is now. (laughs) (laughs) That Summerside has joined the Nova Scotia side of the Maritime Hockey League Mm -hmm. because, of course, Nova Scotia and PEI seem to be getting along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They're, They're getting along in the queue, of which Charlottetown has joined uh, the Halifax Mooseheads and Cape Breton Eagles 
in uh, in playing games mm-hmm. since the new year. Mm-hmm. And now Summerside's finally got off the island, Patty, after I don't know how long, and are now playing in the uh, Nova Scotia side. So long story short, I believe, you know, give it another, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks, maybe by the end of February, uh, I think the Maritime or the uh, New Brunswick side of the schedule, but I, I'm going to exclude Edmonton and Grand Falls on this, Patty, but I think your, your Fredericton's, your, your Miramichi and, and Campbellton uh, will be able to play. Um, yeah, but I get your point. I mean, when it, it's so serious now up in Zone 4, which includes Grand Falls and Edmonton, mm-hmm. um, that I don't know when they see the, the, the opportunity for them to to get to play anywhere in the in the Maritimes or, you know, in the province of, of New Brunswick because they've got a long road ahead of them still, at least probably another month for them. Well, let me jump in so, there. Yeah, I see, I see your point. I see your point. Um, but on the other side of things... Well, just let me jump in there. Let, let, that are, that let, are in their last year of junior and want to play, you've got to do your best to give them the opportunity to play. But it's not financially, it's not, a, you know, it's not an easy proposition. Look, at, I, I'm so on the fence on this issue. I, I guess I'll give you that. Um, I, I, not to call you out, I think he missed a step there. If, if we were Greenlight Go, we being the Miramichi Timberwolves, that's uh, our hometown team, if you will. If they said, guys, you can play tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday, whenever, I think we can only play Camelton because the way I interpret the current rules as it stands and the night we're recording this is that Fredericton remains in orange, therefore we can't travel freely to and fro. Uh, Edmonston and Grand Falls are in a, in a jam, and, and, and Edmonston got dealt another blow today with a little uptick in uh, numbers, unfortunately. Um, right. so, so that leaves us in Camelton. And what are we going to do? Play the best of 21 and ride the season out? I, I just, I, I look at, I'm, look no, at, I'm, no, look, on, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me go here. Let me go here. I, I'm a rink rat. You know that I love a rink outing. I, I can't wait to get back to the rink, but I just think it's, it's, it's to the point where we pull the plug. It's a bit of a badge of honor that we tried to make it work. It did work for some time, but now it's not working and let's mail it in and I'll go home and we'll reconvene in the fall and, uh, see where the road uh, takes us at that point in time. Go ahead. Well, the rest of the province is orange, right. which means that includes us and Campbellton and Fredericton. So if we're all going to turn, and here again today, let's say the numbers were 15 today, mm-hmm. uh, one in, 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 in uh, the Fredericton region and one in the St. John region, everything else was in the northwest where is Grand Falls and Edmonton. Right. Okay, so if the rest, the rest of the province... but. I don't see them. If, 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 if yellow is the next level down, is the level that allows teams to travel around? I don't know when that is. You're right. I don't know when that is. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have to gauge it from day to day, from week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if there's a time limit on when you do pull the plug on the whole thing, Patty. Um, I think I heard uh, the uh, uh, health. Um, uh, the medical officer. What? What? What's? What's the title of the of of, of uh, Jennifer's? Uh, what's Jennifer's title? Doctor Russell. Um, yeah, she's the medical officer. Of- okay, the medical officer PEI um, went on the record of thinking that you know there wouldn't be an Atlantic bubble until maybe April, if not later. So I don't know if you wait to play hockey in April, but um, I don't think 
Yeah, again, it's a financial thing. Uh, I don't know how long you can keep these players around and wait for an opportunity for them to play. It's such a – there's so many things, and it's, it's mind-boggling, it's frustrating, it's confusing, not only for the Maritime Hockey League, but now for the, for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which PEI and Nova Scotia – Nova Scotia, tip your hat to them. They've done a, a good job at recovering. But, Pat, the other thing I always think about when Nova Scotia has rebounded very well after getting off to a horrible start and, mm-hmm. and all the, uh, all the, all the uh, problems they had at the, at the uh, uh, retirement home in Halifax, which was mainly the epicenter for their problems uh, when the pandemic first started. But they've recovered nicely. But they only have one border to, to patrol. Uh, you think about New Brunswick. We've got the American border, we've mm-hmm. got the Quebec border, mm-hmm. we've got the PEI border, and we've got the Nova Scotia border. Right. I mean, that's a lot of managing to do. So I'm not surprised that we're, we've kind of had some issues here in the, in the year of 2021, since after Christmas, uh, because we've got a lot of territory to cover. I would ask you this, and before I uh, do ask you this question, Chief Medical Officer, we got to enter that into the record. There we go. Sorry. Yes. Uh, how can we not uh, know that? Uh, we read and hear that. She's the greatest, anyways. But yeah. We, anyway. we read and. You know what? Uh, and a little quick sidebar. I hope when this is over, uh, and here's hoping it's sooner rather than later, I hope the province of New Brunswick uh, gives Dr. Russell a month off and says, go away somewhere and relax because you've been a loyal foot soldier here through it all. She's been a rock, Jerry. Every day, Patty. She's yep. in it every day. I don't think she has a day off. Maybe she gets Sunday off. I don't know. <laughs> but, Patty, you might know this. But, uh, uh, when did she become New Brunswick's chief medical officer? Because, there's, you know, you don't keep that post for a long time, do you? Well, it's an appointment uh, basis. Um, right. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that question, but okay. it's not like she's been the chief medical officer for the last 20 years. It, they're, they're rotated in and out, as it were. But usually it's a job, Patty, that says, um, you know, if we were having cold weather uh, this week, you know, talk about, you know, check in with your, uh, the shut-ins and, mm-hmm. you know, give advisories that way. Or if it's really hot outside, make sure you're, make sure, <laughs> make sure you've got plenty of fluids and, you know, stay in the shade. It, mm-hmm. It's not, it's, you know, this is the, uh, the, the, uh, something unforeseen that, no medical uh, chief medical officer could ever anticipate happening, and it's a 24-7 job for her right now. All right, so back to the question uh, where I was going to yeah. take you. So in the Maritime Hockey League, the Nova Scotia division, we'll call it that, the teams that are playing out of Nova Scotia, have now inherited the Summerside Capitals. Right. In the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, you have Halifax, Sydney, and they've partnered up with PEI for the same reason the Maritime Hockey League, so Charlottetown is free to travel back and forth. But I just don't know the gain at this point in time, Jerry. I don't understand, and Q is what you know most intimately. I don't know the gain of Halifax, Sydney, and Charlottetown piling on games while St. John, Moncton, and Bathurst are sitting idly by. I don't get it. And I don't understand... There's no economic force driving it because unless I'm crazy and something has changed in the last 24 to 48 hours, and I'm willing to concede it might have, and you can enlighten me here, but they're not playing in front of fans, so there's no financial gain. So if anything, teams are hemorrhaging money through all this as well. Yeah, that is the uh, the part that uh, people forget about. You know, when we um, talked about somebody suggesting that to be a bubble uh, for, for play in the Maritimes, it's not affordable, people. It's not... 
You know, it's not the same thing as what they're doing in Quebec, where mm. the government is kicking $20 million to yeah. the 12 teams that are there, and that's why they're able to have these bubbles. You know, but uh, that's, not, that's not the case. And, 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 and in the Maritimes, you know, when the, when the season started in October, you know, you were allowed to have a certain percentage of fans. And not that that was, you know, covering your costs still. The, the teams were still going to lose money. Which which is is hard for I think every I believe every franchise and maybe Bathurst in a maybe a little lesser extent is pretty stable with solid ownership in all locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can say that. So for them to suffer through a season where you know uh, they can't have fans and, and then you as you said, uh, what is the point then? If you can't have fans there, you're going to play the games. Scouts don't go to the games. Um, what are we trying to do? I was told that the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is determined to crown a champion this year. Yeah. So I look at the standings in the Maritime Division, Patty, and as you say, you know, Halifax and Cape Breton and Charlottetown are pounding out some games. Here's a number for you. Halifax has played 21 games where Moncton's only played 13. Right. So what they're going to do is going with win percentages is what they're going to do because no, nobody's going to get to play the exact same games as everybody. There's going to be an imbalance there because of this issue right. of who can play when. So, but, but here you have Halifax played 21 games, and Moncton's only played 13. Mm-hmm. So, and I apologize if this is a stupid question, if there is to be a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League champion, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. do they bubble up when they have to cross over and have a bang-out-a-seven-gamer in some arena somewhere? Is that the plan? or Currently, there's three divisions. I don't think there is a plan yet. But there's three divisions, of which everybody makes a playoff. So in the Maritime Division, there's six teams, if they do get to have a playoff. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Uh, uh, six to play one, so on and so forth. So everybody gets to play, and you get a final. You get a champion of the Maritime Division. There's an East and a West Division in Quebec. Okay? Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to stay in their division. Mm-hmm. So then you got three division winners. You're going to have sort of some sort of three-team competition, I would think, in a bubble somewhere. But again, that's not even been laid out because it's still pie in the sky for me. And, 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 and was also told that, you know, the Q would even consider – you know, waiting at least, you know into June, May or June to get it done. Wow! Because I, as I, as I think that is that kind of message to me sounds like, well, that's usually when the Memorial Cup will be. Mm-hmm. Now I just read the other day, uh, I think it was the Red Deer Rebels were just starting training camp. They're going to be on the ice later on this month. I think in a week, mm-hmm. or if they're not on now, mm-hmm. they're just starting to get on the ice. And I think the plan, assuming. Fair weather and fair health. I think the plan is to play 24 games. Did I get that right? Uh, in that range. I think it's the low 20s, 20 or 24, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, what do they do? They have a whole American division themselves right. in the Western Hockey League. Right. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you find the, the, the representative from uh, the WHL, OHL, and the Q that are going to meet in the Memorial Cup? I don't think that's happening, but... Um, it's interesting, uh, just off the subject a little bit, Patty, we'll get, maybe we'll get back to it. I'm just going to plant it in your head for now. Oh. Um, curling. 
Uh, they're going to start their bubbles. I think the women are playing this yep. week, starting this week. I Listen, think they're starting to play Saturday, aren't they? That is on my list of things to talk about because we got involved okay, in the great. curling so world. I, I didn't want to forget about that. But there's a major event. Uh, 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 provincial representatives from every province that are going to be in one location for a major championship. That's going to be one. That's going to be one of the first for mm-hmm. sure. One of the first. All right, we're going to get there. Listen, yep. here's the yep. other one, and you can do a deep dive on this. I'm uh, casual at best. I'll keep an eye on uh, the Acadie Bathurst Teton, the Moncton Wildcats. Uh, you have to keep an eye on the broader scope because of uh, your play-by-play commitments to the Moncton Wildcats. But am I crazy? And given all the uncertainty, am I crazy to say that Valdor is absolutely nuts to be in the market the way they are loading up and for what could be the possible outcome? I don't get that either. And I don't know the inside workings, Patty. As you know how I felt about uh, 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 what Moncton had to pay to not even participate in a championship or Memorial Cup last year. Mm Mm-hmm and how whatever the price that was on the table that they had to pay, they were made to fulfill that payment. Where I think maybe in some of these instances, uh, this year with the trading deadline, what happened in the queue, and as you say, Valdor loaded up on a lot of the stars. They got almost every star possible playing on their team. Are there stipulations if there's not a championship one? You know, has, has the trading period... And, and the and the dialogue of trades now changed because of what happened uh, last year and because of the pandemic and who knows what the future holds and when uh, it, and if there'll be a championship uh, to vie for. You know, because they did. You're right. They loaded up. They've got everybody on their team. Right. Here's another one on a fundamental street level, and it's affected your business. It's affected my business. Uh, it's affected uh, the Christmas holiday season we just went through. Uh, and you're starting to see some Twitter activity. You're starting to see some social media activity on the broader scope of people going, well, if I can't cross a Confederation bridge to see my family, why do these hockey players, these hockey teams get a pass? And mm-hmm. you know what? I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand for the life of me why hockey and with kids, Jerry, because they are kids is important in a pandemic. I, I don't, I, I still can't wrap my brain around that concept and pardon me for that. No, I, I, I see your point. I don't know. Um, and PEI has been the strictest. Yes. And it's the, and it's the allowance of the chief medical officer there and, or the, the government in PEI and hockey PEI to allow the Summerside Western Capitals and the Charlottetown Islanders to leave because there's no midget teams leaving. There's no hosting of tournaments in right. PEI, right. of which there was some scheduled for this past last couple weeks. No university uh, sports? There's none of that going on. Nobody else gets to travel anywhere else, but these two teams get to leave the island to go play? Yes, Patty, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a valid question. Yeah, and, and you know How what? that happen? And you know what? That's one you could chew on all day and not come to any plausible or reasonable explanation i just i just have a fundamental issue and again i don't want to be the negative person here but i'm a rink rat so understand that folks but i just don't understand how the game of hockey with kids is getting the pass on this and we, we could gnash on that one all night yeah because there's nothing financial involved no you know 
There's no gain here. That's all. There's no gain. No, I just, no you're right. And then to invite uh, Cape Breton and Charlottetown, I believe both went to PEI for, for a game. So what happened was Charlottetown went to uh, Cape Breton, played Cape Breton on the way back, played Halifax, and then went home. Mm-hmm. Okay, Halifax went to Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. They went back home. Charlottetown hit them on the way. And then Cape Breton and Halifax both went to uh, Charlottetown to play. And so, you know, again, you're not allowing anybody else to come over. And here you're allowing a, a team supposedly that would be in a bubble state right. in, you know, in, in, that, in that respect. But still, why are you doing it anyway? Why? And I think why are we doing it? I think I'm right in saying this as well, and you you can shed some more Q light onto this. Um, I don't think you can overnight. So it's not like Cape Breton can go all the way to Charlottetown and bang out three games in five days. I think you're in, you play your game, and you're back home. I don't think there's anything as a back-to-backer, the way I interpret the well, schedule. But I think Charlottetown went to Cape Breton, and on the way back to Charlottetown okay. played Halifax the next day. They, so did. they went overnight somewhere. Okay, very good. Yes, but I'm, I'm pretty positive of that. So you're you're suggesting they didn't go all the way back to the island and then come back to Nova Scotia? I would assume they wouldn't, Patty. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking about costs there too, right? Yeah, maybe they nah Cape Breton to Charlottetown and then back out the next day to play Halifax, or the no, the day after that. Mm-hmm. Let me think how this worked now. Uh, maybe they did, Patty. Because it seems to me the way Cape I interpret home for two, yeah. The way I see the schedule, the Cape Breton could very well be home for two, but it's Halifax on separate nights, or it's Halifax Summerside. Excuse no, me, I Charlottetown. Think you're right, I think. Yeah, I think Charlottetown would have went to uh, Cape Breton, played, went all the way home. Halifax was then in Cape Breton the next night, went home, and then Charlottetown went there. Let's say it was a they played. Friday and Sunday. So yes, yeah. yeah, so maybe they did go home. Yes, you may be right. And I'm a big, right. I'm a big follower of Neil Hodge's articles. And is it Richie Tebow or Richard Tebow? Richie, I think it is. Richie, uh, the, yeah, yeah. You got to figure. And I don't know these guys, Jerry. Um, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but you got to figure. They're sick of it as well. That just you know, you're up one day, you're down the other. Your phones are ringing, your texts are going off. You we're doing this tomorrow, and then you're not doing it the following day. It's just it, again, it's yeah. there's no there's no gain here. I keep coming back to that. There's no gain whatsoever. There's no economic gain. It's actually costing you money. You're not playing yeah. for a quote unquote championship in the truest sense of the word as yet. Um. I don't know. But, again, if, if if the Maritime Hockey League is operational in the next 7 to 14 days, we're going to be at the Civic Center. It's funny how it all works out. We're going to be there anyway, so we, yeah. can, we can't have it both ways, I suppose. Let me see here. Um, is the Q still conducting a bubble? Yeah, even tonight, Patty, mm-hmm. which is we're recording this on February 10th, right. Halifax is in Cape Breton tonight. Okay. okay, very good. Okay, but that's in the, in the province of Nova Scotia, fair and fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be great if Moncton and, and Bathurst were in good good shape that they could play each other. Well, if you, or Moncton go down the highway and play St. John and stay in your province. At least you'd be playing some games. Let me jump in. You know? Let me jump in and look down the next night. What's what's happening in the near future following well, tonight's Friday game? Friday night, there is one, two, three, four, five games on. So there must be a bubble. Somewhere in uh, Quebec. There's a bubble in Quebec City. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bubble in Shawinigan. And there's a bubble in uh, Blaineville. Mm-hmm. No, hold on now. 
because it says here Ramuski is home too. So would it be four? Yes, there would be four bubbles, right? Because they have the three teams in each. Right. That's what's going on there. Right. Yeah, for a total so of anyways, yeah. But they're still yeah. trying it in Quebec, which happens to be, you know, uh, have uh, over 10,000 deaths from COVID. Over, they have more than half of all of the fatalities of COVID in their province, and they're still conducting hockey games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't mean to laugh when I say that. It just seems like, you know, they're determined. And I know Victoriaville the other day had uh, actual uh, players that have uh, contracted COVID, the COVID virus. Right. So they're shut down. So so that's serious when somebody on your team gets it. Let's put the cap on this. I'm, I'm all and out. And again, kids, Patty, and again, kids. Yeah, please, let's put the know. cap on this. I'm all out. I think they've tried. It's a badge of honor that we made it run and somewhat successful for a bit, but time to shut it down. And by that same token, because as you'll recall in a previous podcast, you were anti-World Junior Hockey Championship. Um, by that same metric, are you for or against what's going on right now? Or is that even a fair question to put you on the spot? No, no. You never. You, you know you never put me on the spot. I've always got an answer for you. Okay. Uh, I was, um, I will, uh, I guess, say I was wrong in regards to um, you know, the World Junior Championship going without a, a hitch. Yeah. It did, and uh, full marks for that, but I I, 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 I still don't appreciate the, the, the gamble or the chance taking right. to, to get it up and going, but it was important to TSN. It was important to the IIHF to get that revenue. Um, but this is, a, this is a little bit different. Because none of the maritime teams are making any money, but they're traveling around and uh, trying to play and trying to get games under their belts. But for what again? Mm-hmm. So you're not putting me on the spot. I just think yes, it, it's starting to become. Uh, it's hard on my head, and I don't even play hockey. And I don't. I haven't been broadcasting hockey for a long time. We haven't gone to the rink in a long time. Mm-hmm that I've almost let it go. You know, I've almost let it go that when it happens, it happens. I'm not going to, you know, uh, hinge on every report that's, that comes out of a possibility in two weeks, three weeks, whatever the case. I've really let it go. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I just think there might be more of a chance of the MHL in New Brunswick uh, uh getting going again more right. than I would think the Q would. And I can't disagree with that notion, but again, for what? And we'll leave it at that. Yes, right. For what? All right, we got to get because a little... you got to think just as... And you know how the inner workings of, of uh, the local Timberwolves team or any MHL team would work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got players that are being billeted uh, here in our city that... And billets... No surprise here. Billets get paid to keep those players, mm-hmm. and there's no money coming in mm-hmm. for the team. Again, you know? te- teams are hemorrhaging money. There's no question, right? And anyone exactly. who tells you, anyone who tells you they're not, um, must have some kind of deep resources, a deep well to yeah. draw the water from. Yeah. All right, we're done. Next topic. We got to get a quick plug in here. Uh, maybe think of it as we were discussing World Junior there ever so briefly. We got to get a little plug in here for John Brewer. And uh, CBC Moncton, Information Morning Moncton, she was kind enough to have us on the air the day after the World Junior Hockey Championship gold medal game. And uh, we got a nice little plug in there for uh, the run. So, John, if you're listening in, and I hope you are, uh, Jerry and I are certainly um, waving at you. That was a nice little morning, Jerry. 
Yes, it was, and I must say, uh, you and you and Jonna have a relationship there that she, if she ever wants to get the pulse of what's going on in Miramichi, she gets you on the on the air, which is makes perfect sense. But it was my first opportunity uh, to sit in on a on a on a conversation uh, with her, and I, you know the questions were great. Oh. And, uh, they were they were short and sweet, and you know you and Patty do the talk, and I'll ask the questions, and and they were researched, and they were uh, they were uh, topical, and it was yeah I thought I thought it uh, I thought it was a, a pleasant interview, and I and I and I uh, have a fonder appreciation of what she does. Oh, absolutely, she's uh, one of the best, and uh, I marvel because I listen in. Um, I marvel at just the way she fluidly uh, each and every morning for two and a half hours. Has guests from all points uh, beyond on various topics of the day, and just weaves ever so slickly in between and out of it all. She's one of the best, and uh, we certainly appreciate her having us on. I've done—I don't know if you heard—I I have, I have, I have done a, another appearance since that one <laughs> on the topic of—and I mean, you couldn't make this up. <laughs> You're laughing already on the topic of smelts. Have you had a feed yet? You want to ask me again? Have you had a feed? No, yet? I have not. No. Okay. No, you've had you've had uh, more than anybody should be allowed to have in oh, yeah. this pandemic. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I've I've been I've been going hard. <laughs> the other thing about the interview that you and I will get back to smell too in a second. Uh, the other thing about the uh, interview we did with uh, with Jana was that uh, she found it refreshing to talk about something else other than uh, yeah. you know the the health of the province. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. were a little uh, breaking her day. And yeah. happy to be one. So you haven't had a feed yet, neither in nor outside of the uh, estate. No, uh, no. Now, is it, is it true or not true that uh, the harvesting of these smelts has been difficult because of the lack of ice? The harvesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to use some wouldn't you, terminology. Wouldn't here. you say the fishing of the smelts? Well, they catch them in a net, don't they? Is that fishing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's fishing. Listen, uh, what are you okay. saying there? Uh, well, we we had a. Uh, I say we like I'm you know one of the fisher uh, folks. Uh, I am not. I'm uh, more of an eater than I'm. Uh, I'm more of an eater than I am a gatherer. Um, I know you'd be shocked to hear that, but uh, we had a slow start because it's been a mild winter up here up into the last uh, That's what I mean. couple of weeks. So yes, you need ice to get out there and uh, get the smelts. Now, unfortunately, and uh, you know, for folks who are unfamiliar and let's go down the little smelt road here for a second uh you know it's 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 a part of who we are jerry it's a it's a part of winter in miramichi in new brunswick um especially where we are because they're so plentiful and delicious um but what a shame that you know the basin and fire department no strangers to that one are you and i um, mm-hmm. many churches uh, the dandy one that uh, the folks have at the chatham head rec center what a shame that uh, they can't have their fundraisers uh, with the annual smelt fry because it is one of those foods that most would rather eat than prepare and eat if you know what i mean you'd rather have someone else do all the work and you just show up and play pay your flat fee and uh go at it so uh what a shame for folks legion comes to mind too jerry there's another one um well, didn't they postpone theirs to Legion, and they're going to try to get in? I think it's next weekend, the 20th. Yeah, absolutely. And, and further to that, there are some I'm seeing cropping up here now, and I listen to the local radio. Um, there are some that are attempting a drive through so I can appreciate the fact that people yeah. are trying to find ways to make something happen rather than not have it happen at all. So I can appreciate that. And what I didn't know, and from another uh, fishing expert told me, 
that you can't go too much longer, and then the smelts don't taste as good. Though, I now, mean, once you get past a certain date. Yes. We maybe have another week to two weeks, as I am told, yeah. uh, of, of the good smelts, quote-unquote. Of the good smelts, right. Now, I have been the product of proximity because I work next door to Miramichi Meat, legendary store, and... <laughs> Folks, I'll get a plug-in for them here, too. If, if you've been jonesing for a bag, well, you need not look any further. They're all cleaned. They're in the deep freezer. When you head in the door, hooker to the right, see the gals at the counter, and you're out the door. In, what uh, did you say? No jonesing. time at all. Yeah, jonesing for a feed. Who would that word ever come from? I don't know. Did I use that in the wrong context? Are you saying you, you jones for a feed? I think, that's, I think I used that appropriately. Don't be calling me out on that. I've never heard the word. Well, now I've, I've never heard a word used in in, in a sentence like that. I've right. never, I I wouldn't know what Joneses mean. What Joneses means? Well, I'll look that up for you. So I'm desiring a feed, or, or if you're jonesing for a feed, is be desiring a feed, something uh, like that. I'll get on the old Googler in a second. Now the the, <laughs> the I, I look at I, I've 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 had a feed at uh, the Portage. Um, we uh, turned the back shop into the first annual smelt fry at uh, work here a few You're weeks ago. You're going to go through a list, aren't you? Well, no, but here, but I got I to get a plug in for our mutual friend. Probably here. a lot of people haven't had it. You're going to go through your list of where you've had them. Yeah. Go so ahead. Bearcat McCormick yeah. and I, in a, in a properly socially distanced gathering, fried them up in his uh, shed two ways, Jerry, both deep fryer and pan fried. Delicious. Yeah. You only call me when you need a partner for a podcast. Never for a smelt fry. <laughs> Never for a smelt fry. No. All right. Uh, so, uh, listen, I just want to get this one in here, too. Uh, I was looking at a photo on my phone. Um, it was before Christmas uh, since we did uh, our, our last podcast. Right. And on Boxing Day, I just got to find that photo again here. Hang on. Bear with me here. Processing, processing. There it is. On Boxing Day, I thought we'd get a plug-in for our old friend, uh, Bill Riley, Billy Riley. Riles, call him what you want. On Boxing Day, Jerry, in 1974, Mike Marzen and Bill Riley both skated out. I'm reading here. Both uh, skated out in the Washington Capitals lineup against the Philadelphia Flyers, becoming the first black teammates in NHL history. And I thought because Riles had spent so much time uh, in Miramichi and, of course, with the Moncton Wildcats in their infancy, I thought we should get a plug-in for an old friend there. Isn't that something? Well, Patty, um, I've n- I never, ever knew that. Um, I know of both players, but I never knew they played on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. First ever black teammates in NHL history. Fantastic stuff. You know, Billy Riley played for my Jets, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> my Jets, yeah, absolutely. Well, I was there. I don't know if I ever saw Billy play in a Jets uniform, but he played for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of the Jets, and then we'll uh, get a few topics from you. Speaking of the Jets, uh, where are you on the current state? Of the NHL, I'm loving it. Okay. Uh, what are you loving? Are you loving that you see Canadian teams every night? Well, okay. I'm an Oilers guy. So, yeah, I'm right. loving the fact that I'm seeing Oilers games in the Eastern time zone that aren't starting at 11 o'clock uh, more often than not. So I'm wildly excited about that. Yes, absolutely. I love this Canadian oh, thing, oh. and I hope we pursue more of it. Okay. What about I, – I stand corrected on this, but let's say – uh, in the last uh, eight games, the Oilers played Ottawa five times. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. So the repetition of playing teams over and over again, like um, uh, 
Calgary goes into Winnipeg, plays a pair. Winnipeg goes to Vancouver, plays two or three out there. Or, or let's say Toronto or, or who was it? I think Ottawa went to Vancouver and played three games, wasn't it? Yep. You have no problem with any of that. At times, I guess, I'm getting a little bit um, desiring uh, some other flavors, you know, to uh, uh, to venture into Canada, which is not going to happen. But you don't get to see Boston play Toronto anymore. You don't get to see or this year. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see Boston play Montreal. You don't get Sid and Ovechkin and, and uh, Tampa Bay, the defending champions, come to Canada. That's not going to happen this year. Um, but it is interesting to see how many teams have been affected by COVID in the U.S., Patty. Maybe, as Ev Gray said the other day, that made me laugh on Twitter, maybe the Stanley Cup gets played for in Canada between the six teams that are here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because New Jersey, I think Philadelphia and Washington were canceled the other night. Yes, uh, Claude Giroux came down with COVID, uh, as well as a couple other players with the Flyers. Uh, New Jersey... Um, Minnesota, Colorado, Dallas started the season on the bad at a bad note, and someone had COVID there. Um, uh, there there's a, another team that I'm missing there somewhere, uh, but they're starting to have issues in the states um, with the teams traveling from city to city. And are you surprised at all by that? What's your question there? Sorry, I said the fact that in the NHL south of the border. They're having games postponed because of uh, detection of COVID on mm-hmm. at least five teams. I, am, I, I think I might rind off, rind off four, well. but there's four or five, and games have been postponed, and they're starting to rack up a little bit more and more. I don't think I have a problem with that. If anything, that's an indication that the machine in place is, in fact, working. That's how I No, that's not what I meant. I, I said you see a problem. Oh. Uh, that that's going to con- that the, a trend here. Oh. I'm not saying that you don't have a problem. I, yes, fortunately, they have a great system in place. But I mean, do you see a problem coming regarding that? No, I misunderstood you. I apologize. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's totally. um, hmm. It's a uh, it's an interesting point for sure. I'd have to ponder on that one. Um, yeah, there... you were doing something else while I was talking. See, with that, well, you, you in front of me, okay, well, I can't see what you're doing. Well, do you know what I was doing? You, <laughs> you you made reference to the six teams in Canada. I was going to call you out on that, that there's more than six teams in Canada, but I'll let that slide. Okay, yes, there is. You're right. <laughs> I was thinking of Maritime Division of the Q again. All right, so listen uh, to me. Let me see. Like tomorrow uh, in the NHL, Washington and Buffalo are postponed. Mm-hmm. New Jersey at Philly is postponed. St. Louis at Minnesota and Arizona, Colorado. Four games postponed mm-hmm. that were scheduled for tomorrow in the NHL. And on the flip side of that, are you not excited because there's a big game tonight as we record this? And when I'm done yapping with you. absolutely right. I'm excited. Hang on. When I'm done no, yapping. No, I, I, listen I, to me. When I'm done yapping with you, I'm going to rush home and watch the game here. But, I mean, Toronto, Montreal, there's some intrigue there. Uh, you're, you're asking me if I have a problem with Edmonton playing Ottawa uh, so many times or Vancouver playing Ottawa so many times. Look, I can't have it both ways. I, I'm loving the fact, again, that I'm seeing my Oilers earlier more often. And secondly, of provincial intrigue, how can you not get behind a 10-gamer between Edmonton and Calgary? I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. And, and as you always say, it's, you know, we're running pure here in Canada. We haven't had any problems Knock on wood. with any of the teams traveling to any of the cities. And there are some hot spots, you know, still in Canada, not as, as blazing hot as they are in the States. Um, 
But maybe I, maybe I'm just a little bit tired of I want to see Toronto and Montreal play together more. They've only played each other once. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Jets go and play Montreal and Toronto. They've only played both of them just once. You know, I've seen a lot of Vancouver and Ottawa lately, and a lot of the Oilers, and no no disrespect, but a lot of the Oilers, and I don't know what's going on with the Oilers, and I don't know how long Connor McDavid can put up with, with, a, with a team that's not going to win a championship again this year. you got the best player in the NHL, and his sidekick's pretty good, too, in Dreisaitl. Yeah, and, pretty, pretty good. You know, they just don't, you know, there's no hope. <laughs> I can't. Patty Dow, you're a fan. I know. I can't disagree with that notion. Um, there are some holes to fill. Absolutely. Uh, back end goaltending. Absolutely. We need a little uh, dust up there. Um, but yeah, you know, fast forward a couple of years when McDavid starts to get some age and experience under his belt, and his contract is done with the Oilers. Whew. I mean, what do you do? You got to keep. When's that? I don't know. You got to keep the guy happy, Jerry. Um, he wants to win. Drysaddle's a dandy. Nugent Hopkins uh, continues to be a dandy. Um, but uh, yeah, there are some holes in the bucket, as it were. Do they? They don't have. Do they have cap problems in 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 Edmonton? Can they not acquire some? Pieces, or do they not have the right management to find the right pieces? They have had a man- they've had management problems, and and uh, uh, Shirelli there that 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 Ugh. was replaced by mm-hmm. Holland here in the last uh, year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 laid some eggs, but <laughs> you know the fact that you signed number nineteen there to a long term contract as your number one goaltender. Give me a break! Come I know, on. I know. It does. It seem... wasn't astronomical num- money, but I think it was three or four million a year. Mm-hmm. He didn't certainly. I don't know where he where he earned that. He played all right in the in the in the season and a half, maybe that he was with the Oilers. But having said that, it, it's been a topic, and I've read an article or two about uh, poor Carna McDavid and and one of the best uh, players or the best player you could say in the NHL, and that's debatable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great players. Mm-hmm. Um, Sitting there, wasting away in Edmonton. I know, and God bless them. You know, I know it, it is hard. Look at it. it, it look at what oh uh, six. We were in the Game Seven Stanley Cup Finals with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, and since oh six, it has not been friendly to Edmonton Oilers fans. I mean, it's been a nightmare at times. You well know that. Yep. It's well documented. And you got a brand new rink. A, you got the yeah. best hockey player in the world, arguably. You, you as a uh, Edmonton Oilers guy, on the and I'll give a plug for my uh, for the show I appear on with Chris Dobson on sure. Rogers TV, and you can get it on YouTube. It's called uh, T uh, Sports Quorum TV, mm-hmm. and I'll be tweeting out a uh, something later on this week about that. Uh, we talked about uh, trades and some of them that came up that where players demanded to be traded, and that seems to be a trend lately in the NHL, like uh, Sam Bennett and, and uh, Victor Mete with Montreal requesting trades, and, of course, the Line A, Dubois, and, and that, those type of trades. But going back in history, do you remember when Paul Coffey uh, requested a trade from, from Edmonton? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh-huh. And he went to Pittsburgh. You remember that? And Craig Simpson came back the other way, which wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. But you referenced that game, uh, uh, that final with uh, Carolina, mm-hmm. of which Chris Pronger played for Edmonton then. Yeah. His Do you one know what happened the next season? His one and only year, and off he goes. That's, and why did he leave? Are you? Uh, do you know the answer to this? Or are you putting me on the spot here? Yes, his wife didn't like Edmonton. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I know his wife didn't like Edmonton. He got traded to Anaheim. He won a cup in Anaheim. Yeah, don't remind me of that. That's and that was a uh, gear. That's a great trade. He got Pronger, and he did everything he could to get them. He got them to the final. They couldn't win it, you know. Uh, um, and then he goes off to Anaheim. But it was it. Was, we got on a theme about you know through history, players that requested to be traded somewhere. And, of course, the biggest ones are Patrick Waugh and, and Eric Lindros, who made demands that they wanted to be traded from the teams they were on. Right, absolutely. Right. Can, can I circle back to something? Sure. Uh, Jonesing, are you ready for this? Oh, yes, yeah, right. Okay, I'm reading here from the old Googler. You ready? Yeah. It says it's an intransitive verb, slang, to have a strong desire or craving for something is to Jones for a drink in this case, as they make a case here. Okay, how long have I known you? Uh, I've never heard you use that word ever. Together we and learn. And you desire a lot of things when you're around me, be it to drink <laughs> or to eat or, or whatever the case may be. There's always, there's always something that you do Jones for. Take it but easy. you've never used that word. Take it easy on me. There is. You always have something that you're jonesing for. My uh, my final one, and then we'll turn the tables on you, and you have a few little bullet points there you like to uh, throw into uh, the uh, podcast here. Um, Sean Ingersoll, we've got to give uh, Sean a little plug. He invited you and I to the uh, New Brunswick Tankard, which was supposed to be held at uh, the Miramichi Curling Club, and uh, we were going to get to do a couple of uh, broadcasts. And uh, look at two things. We appreciate the ask and the opportunity. Unfortunately, uh, COVID has conspired against that happening. Team Grattan, the James Grattan rink, uh, will represent the province at uh, the Briar. The same thing is happening on the women's side as well. Um, our representative is heading off to the Scottish Tournament of Hearts, having never played in a provincial playdown, and they're going to bubble up and get uh, those two big tournaments underway. So I just thought I'd get a little plug in there, Jerry, for uh, Sean for thinking of us, and uh, what a shame because we would have had some fun doing some curling. Oh, Patty, I was preparing. I know. You know, me and my research. Yes. I was preparing. I was ready. I was looking so forward to that, and when they postponed it, uh, terribly disappointed. Um, uh, Curling is uh, something I grew up with. I love watching curling. I don't care if some people think it's boring. There's, oh. there's a, a lot of uh, um, – it, it still amazes me. I think I was watching one of those Grand Slam event replays from whatever year it was, and Gushu was playing somebody the other night. And they make it look so easy, Patty, but to throw it from the other end of the ice and hit a quarter of a stone that's going to send that thing across and hit another stone in the right spot and then ricochet off that and knock that, it's underappreciated. Mm-hmm. It is amazing – um, how they calculate the amount of weight and or ice to take. There's so much science involved. Mm-hmm. It fascinates me terribly. Melissa Adams is the uh, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts representative from our province. I gapped out on her name. I wanted to get that in there. Listen, right, um, be- oh, sorry, go ahead. Because, because the defending champs couldn't go. Right. Right. Uh, what was her name? Um, 
it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, the defending champs uh, who went to the Scott Tournament Hearts last year for New Brunswick couldn't go this year. Yeah, it was uh, Andrea. Was it Kelly? Oh, Andrea. Um, Used to be Kelly. She's on the tip of my tongue. But I, I, I'm, I'm, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be excited to see uh, a national event uh, get to be vied for again. And the Scott Tournament Hearts is a is a is a staple when it comes to uh, winter television sports viewing. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes on all week. And remember, you and I talked about one time wanting to go to a a Briar or go to a Scott Tournament oh. Hearts and take it in for the week. You know, it's going to be fun to see them back out playing again without, you know, with, with a national title on the line. It's going to be, like I say, it's going to be the first um, national championship that's that's up for grabs here in the last year. It's interesting you say that, and we're going to add that to our list of things to do the next time either the Scotties Tournament of Hearts or the Briar comes east. And you got to figure the Avenirs Center, Jerry, has their toe in those waters now with that beautiful yeah. new building. So yeah. you, you got to figure it's coming sooner rather than later. We are taking that in. we got to hit that with all that we have. Take some time off and do it right. Catch the early draws, hit the briar patch or the patch, as it were. Catch those national broadcast games. Do you know what? It, it, have you ever been? No. No. Can I embarrass I myself here? Fields, but no. <laughs> I've never attended a bonds field. Can I? Can I've I embar- never attended a tournament of hearts or a or a briar? No. Allow me to embarrass myself for a second. We get into this topic of conversation at work the other day, and maybe I've said this on the podcast uh, before. And it is with embarrassment that I admit this. But you know, the last time I saw an NHL hockey game, the Quebec Nordiques nope. and the Detroit Red Wings played to Holy a smokes. played to a four four tie. So Quebec has been in Colorado since 90-what, six? <laughs> and uh, when's the last time you saw a game in and a tie? So that's how that's how long it's been for me, and that's wow. that's foolish to admit that. That is sad. It's embarrassing. The last game I would have saw probably was in Boston. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was in Boston. How many I do you think you've seen the... over the years? How many what? How many do you think you've seen over the years? How many NHL games? Well, I saw a few, a few in Winnipeg before I moved. All right, yeah. And then any other games I've seen, uh, probably in Montreal three or four times. Toronto that time that trip I took. I think that's the only game I've ever seen in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then I've been to Boston more than anywhere. Yeah. And I actually I was in Madison Square Garden saw a game. It was the Bruins and the Rangers. It was a matinee. Oh, my. When we were down there for spring break, we went to New York City for spring break and uh, and uh, saw the Rangers and, and the Bruins, which was good. Which was good. It's, do you know the ice surface is on the fifth floor? I think I did know that somehow, some way. It's such somewhere. a massive place. It's such a massive place. There could be a concert two floors down. And they could be playing hockey on the fifth floor, which is where the ice surface is. Yeah, and I'm no engineer, but you know, to think that a stadium with an ice surface and twenty thousand fans is on the fifth floor of a building is wild. It is. It's a. a, a I've never seen the schematics of the of the Madison Square Garden and how it all all lays out. But we did take the tour, mm-hmm. and that's the way they explained it. You, you know, there could be a concert in a soundproof section of the. Of the building, and there could be a basketball or hockey game going on up there. Right. You know, Andrea Kelly was uh, the lady's name. Uh, I knew That's her. F- no, but listen to me. I knew her from the. Remember, they won the the uh, juniors, and they went off to the worlds. Uh, Andrea Crawford. She curls on her now. Right. 
good one. I have read, Jerry, and I don't know if you have read, but there is a theory being kicked about now that these national championships, as we know them now, will not have representatives from each and every province or territory moving forward at some point in time. There is a theory that they're going to go with What's the word I'm looking for here? Like those uh, curling, uh, those yeah, your top ten, your top twelve, right. from Everywhere because right, almost like uh, uh, almost body. like almost like the Olympic trials is what I was trying to say there. Right, it's almost like um, I'll use Manitoba as an example. Ontario, you could use Alberta and Ontario too. Mm-hmm. There are so many good play- teams in those provinces that it seems like. Um, if you really want to have a championship for the country, yes, it would be nice to have representatives from all parts of the country, but um, you want it to be the best beating the best. And so you should have uh, all the best teams. Now, how do you rank all the best teams? And if it's Canadian championship, you know, let's use the, um, let's use the um, uh, something we know as the uh, nationals. Uh, senior baseball championships. You have to have somebody from, you have to have a team from every province. Could there be, you know, uh, more better, you know, could there be uh, more teams that should be in the event from Ontario than the, than the one that's representative? You know, that's, that's the same. Mm. It's the same thing they're saying Mm -hmm. is saying that, well, why don't we have the best teams go and vie for this curling uh, championship and not invite all, you know, little old PEI or, or the Northwest Territories, don't, we don't need their representatives. Is that what they're saying? Well, and here's the other thing. Well, two things. Here, here's my spin on it. And what I interpreted from the article I read, what I extrapolated, was that, and I'll use Ontario as the example, that uh, the winning rink in Ontario, be it male or female, has had to beat so many quality teams to get to be the right. representative, to be the provincial representative, that... James Grattan didn't have to face so many teams or Jerry right. Green from PEI or Patty from the Northwest right. Territories or whatever. Right. And secondly, and I hate to say this, because business, corporate Canada wins again, much like your theory is that the World Juniors, there was so much pressure because of TV ratings and revenues. It is TV ratings and revenues generated in the sense that, and let's face it, as much as it pains me to admit it, there are more people that want to watch Ontario take on Manitoba than New Brunswick take on Nova Scotia at that two in the afternoon draw, if you know what I'm saying. Right. It's exactly true. And you're almost getting to then um, what Sportsnet shows as the Pinty Grand Slam, <laughs> where you're inviting teams. They don't, they're, not, they're, they're put together, they're sponsored, and they're put into a circuit. Mm-hmm. And they play in these events. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to the they play a tournament or whatever location they go to, and they've been to the Maritimes many times. And then you have the finals on the, uh, you know, the the Saturday and Sunday. You have semifinals and finals that they uh, that they telecast. Yeah. Um, so it's it it sounds like it's somewhat like that. Uh, a curling expert, I am not. My opinion matters very little. No one cares, as a matter of fact. Not even you, for that mm-hmm. matter. But. I'm a status quo kind of guy. Keep it the way it is. Uh, I think a true national briar or a true national Scotty's Tournament of Hearts must include all of the provinces and territories. That's what makes it what it is and the special piece of Canadiana that we cherish. Yeah, well, I'll take the other part of it then and uh, the other side of the argument because 
there's been times, and, and uh, Kevin Cooey's uh, brother moved to the Northwest Territories to be the representative from Northwest Territories. And how do you think Russ Howard came to New Brunswick, Patty? That's how that happened. Mm-hmm. He came to New Brunswick so he could represent, he wouldn't have to fight with everybody in Ontario to get to the, to get to the national event. So you're saying, so, you're, Holder, you're saying Howard moved east and Cooey moved north for the easier ticket to the Briar? Right. Wow. Hmm. Do not know that, eh? Well, I, I just would have assumed outwardly that work, family, and circumstances brought them east and north, as it were. Okay, and the other thing was, um, or the rules are, and I'm not exactly positive, but you can, as a team, of which New Brunswick did this year to go because uh, the men's team, the Grattan team, uh, I believe the mate, or they call it the mate, it's the third on Grattan's team, couldn't go. So they were allowed to pick somebody up because mm-hmm. you are allowed to have an import. Mm-hmm. If you think of the uh, you mean, Rachel Hol- Holman team. You mean from another they're, province? They're complaining that two of them ha- have residents in Alberta, ah. but they play for Ontario. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that stuff that goes on. So what are you doing then? So then you are having the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, in hooker by crook, get themselves to there. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got teams or players uh, uh, moving to other provinces, so that they think they can represent that province and, and go to the uh, national event. Mm-hmm. So why not have the best players there? Uh, you know, like you look at the standings every year, Patty, and God bless New Brunswick. What do we play? Is there twelve games? What are they? Four and eight, five and seven, maybe. Yeah. Right, but uh, uh, Nor- uh, uh, Northwest Territories is one and eleven. PEI might be three and twelve or, or three and nine, whatever the case may be. You know, sometimes you do get a great uh, a team come out of the Maritimes, and it's and it's well celebrated, and, and it's great. But it hap- happens too rare. It's very rare. I will say this: Let's assume the Briar or the Scottish Tournament of Hearts were at the Avenir Centre in Moncton. It's less of a tournament for me. It's less intriguing for me to not have a New Brunswick team in the tournament being hosted by New Brunswick should it come to that. And I'll cap my thoughts on that one. Okay, so then, yes, if you're the Avenue Center, mm-hmm. you want the format to be mm-hmm. uh, you know, representative from all. Or let's say then, nah, mm-hmm. see, you can't change the rules. L- let me I was th- going to say whoever hosting gets to have a there's got to be a host team, right? But you can't, you can't, you can't have it both you can't ways. Do that because most of the time it's out west anyway. Well, look at because that's where the money is when it comes to curling. Let, let and me... I've expressed this to you before mm. on the prairies, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and and uh, Manitoba love curling, live for curling even more so than Ontario. Mm-hmm. And even well, Quebec, who has the most population, they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't fill a rink to go no, watch curling no it happens out west mm-hmm. is where it happens and you know so if you if you if you're if you if, if you're the canadian curling association and you want to make money you want to have the event in the west by that same token let's go back to the 2019 canadian senior men's baseball national something near and dear to us we've been talking about it since we'll be talking about it over the next 35 <laughs> years <laughs> So long ago. I know, but just just let me let me throw this at you. Does anyone in Miramichi, New Brunswick, Atlantic Canada, within striking distance of Ironman Field on a day trip, give a shit about a tournament being hosted in Miramichi with no Chatham Ironman in it? And the quick answer is no. Oh, 
Oh, absolutely. But if you're the Avenir Center, do you want the Briar to come to your uh, facility if you don't have any Brunswick team, if the rules change? I think, well, now, listen, that's not a bit of a... I think not. I don't don't think they they bid for it. Oh, look at... uh, Revenue drives that one. If they can put 8,000 people in the Avenir Center for a Tuesday draw at 2 in the afternoon, I don't think they give a shit who's playing. Well, like you just said, is anybody going to be interested if there's not a New Brunswick team? Oh, I think there's enough. Like cr- you said, if there's not a Chatham Ironman team, who's going to go? Uh, look, I know I can't have it both ways, but I do believe that there's enough people who would take that tournament in. I might not be one of them. I mean, look at if look at I, again. I can't have it both ways. Allow me to talk out of both sides of my mouth. If New Brunswick's yeah, not exactly. in, exactly. If New Brunswick's not in it, are you and I going? We'll likely take in a draw or so. I want to see the best curlers in the world, which are most of them. Well, I can't say that. A lot of great curlers in Canada. There's a lot of great international curlers, too. Um, uh, but you're going to see the best of the, be- uh, the best that our country has to offer mm. in the game of curling. Yeah, I'm going to go watch. Yeah, okay, very good. Uh, if, whether or not there's a New Brunswick representative or not. <sighs> yeah, we could kick that ball down the road all night long. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, yeah. Just uh, let's put a cap on curling. Uh, and, again, thanks to Sean for the offer. Sorry it didn't work out for us. Uh Man, that would have been fun. Uh, what was your home club again? Was it the Granite? <laughs> uh, yes, the Granite. Yes. The Granite. Yes. All right, what's on what your notepad spot. there? Uh, quite a spot. We've been going for over an hour. What's on your notepad? Let's uh, kick a few of your uh, topics du jour uh, around. Oh, I don't know, Patty. Uh, the Super Bowl, how about that? Um, you, it, and again, I'm not sure... Your degree of interest in the Super Bowl. I what watched, is your degree of interest? I watched six minutes of it, of real time. Why? Just not a football guy, Jerry. And I, uh, most people. Well, will, that's what I'm asking. Most people will want to staple my bottom lip to my forehead for saying that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy. I'm not. Never have been. Uh-huh. I love the game of football and the strategy involved. Sure. You know, X is supposed to be in this spot, so. You know, uh, Y can throw it there. O is supposed to cover them. You know, it's X's and O's. And <laughs> Thanks, strategies. And that's, and that's where um, uh, New England Patriots, who are near and dear to my heart, who I like, uh, and how much uh, Bill Belichick, I think, is a genius, even though, and here's the argument lately about the Brady-Belichick combination, but Belichick was always any time that the uh, Patriots were behind in a game, I always thought to myself, well, half time's coming, and Belichick's going to make some changes. He'll make some uh, coverage changes, or he'll make some you know, offensive changes, and it'll be a totally different game in the second half, and that's the way football can be. Mm-hmm. So the argument coming out of, of the Super Bowl, of which Tom Brady <clears throat> wins his seventh uh, Super Bowl in his career more than anybody, more than any team has ever won. Right. And he does it with a new team. The argument comes: okay, obviously Brady can win a championship without the Patriots, and it's obvious the Patriots didn't have the greatest year without Brady. So, which one was leading? Who was it? Belichick leading, uh, and Brady leading the Patriots, or was it all Brady? That was the argument, or that was the discussion. And your opinion is? My opinion is, um, Tom, the the two of them together were uh, magic. It's obvious that Brady goes to Tampa, takes Gronk with him, Gronkowski, who was here in Miramichi. Do you remember that? I do remember that. 
when he visited the uh, Nelson Nelson uh, School. Yeah, absolutely. I do remember that. Uh, takes Gronk to uh, Tampa Bay. Takes um, uh, Antonio Brown to Tampa Bay. Takes a, a running back from Jacksonville. Tampa. Anyways, he brings players with him and players that want to go with him because he is a tremendous leader. He's a tremendous general on the on the field. Mm-hmm. He's very calm, but he's very passionate and he's very competitive. And even at forty three is still physically fit and mentally sharp to win another championship. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it, Belichick gets handed uh, a a kettle of fish that included um, six of his starters on defense decided not to play this year because of COVID. Do you remember that? I do. Well, you don't follow football as closely. But there were some football players, including the Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Tardif, mm-hmm. who was an offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, who had just won a Super Bowl, yep. decided not to play this year. Mm-hmm. So he could be, as a doctor, working his his home province and helping the uh, COVID relief. Mad respect for that. Uh, fascinating piece. Absolutely. Fascinating piece on TSN leading up to the Super Bowl about his story. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Unbelievable. So here you have uh, Belichick, who then loses half of his defense. And I really thought a fellow like Cam Newton was going to come in and who had a real chip on his shoulder. Nobody else wanted him. The Patriots brought him. They brought him in, and he didn't live up. I thought he'd be ready and ready and, re- and ready to go. And uh, they didn't have a lot of great weapons around him. But it was a tough year for the Patriots. Do I think they'll bounce back? Absolutely. They'll find a quarterback this year. But I- I'm still saying Belichick is still the genius I think he is even though it didn't look that good this year where Brady goes and wins another championship. And the New England Patriots, for the very first time in a long time, didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so that was the discussion coming out of, out of the Super Bowl, now that you know Belichick loses a little bit of his, his shine and his gleam because Brady went off and won one without him. N- not a big follower, already admitted that, but Mahomes uh, has a Super Bowl, of course, last year with Kansas City. Uh, he gets taken to school by Brady and the Buccaneers this year. Um, is that good for Mahomes moving forward to know that he's got some work to do? Or what am I? You know what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say there. But Patty, is that a, was that again, a bit of a, a, a passing of the torch, if you will? Yes. Um, the problem. Uh, heading into the Super Bowl for Kansas City was the fact that they had a tremendous amount of injuries on the offensive line. Now, the offensive line is a non-glamorous, nobody notices what goes on there, but if you know football and you watch what these guys do, uh, the schemes and the things that they have to know, they're an integral part of the offense. When you don't win in the trenches, as in the warfare, Mm -hmm. if you're getting beat in the trenches, you're not going to win the football game. Mm -hmm. And so the offensive line for for Kansas City was being molested by the defense of of, uh, Tampa Bay, which then didn't allow Mahomes to do anything that he usually does. Mm -hmm. Every time he he backed up to throw a pass, he had a Tampa Bay guy coming for him. He was running for his life the whole time. On the other side of it, Brady just did enough to win, and the Kansas City defense – Way too many penalties in the first half. Here's an interesting stat, Patty, and, and, and I'll throw it out just because um, this is the way I watch football, but through stats. Um, 
Tampa Bay had 120 yards of total offense in the first half. That is sad. Mm-hmm. This is Tampa Bay, 120 yards of total offense. I think Kansas City had 95, but that's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They had 21 points. They had 21 points and only had a 20, 120 yards of offense. Wow. Kansas City's defense had eight penalties for 95 yards. Yeah. So that that contributed to six first downs for for uh, I did a lot of research obviously. Six first downs for for Tampa Bay when you would have them stop, they get a first down and continue on. They did the defense helped Tampa Bay's offense. So it was really at about nobody the Kansas City really not have never got into sync. Um, but either did Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay maybe had one good drive. The game itself, you didn't miss anything. It was boring. It was very boring. How was the halftime show? Oh, the weekend was awesome. Really? It's, it was different than, let's say, if uh, Shania rolled out or the Stones were there. or uh, Shania? Uh, wow. I don't know why I said Shania, just because she was Canadian. Yeah. I think it was the last time uh, a Canadian uh, headline was uh, uh, a halftime was Shania, I think, mm. is what I thought I read. Um, he made it more of an experience rather than a stage show. Like he, uh, I had read that he invested $7 million the weekend, invested $7 million into some of the infrastructure and, and some of the effects. Like of his own cash? Of halftime show. His own cash? Yes. Jesus. He wanted it to be that much of a success. Wow. And all reviews said it was. Everybody loved it. Because it wasn't just coming out on the stage and, and singing and having some dancers around him. He made it a whole experience and some trickery of him being up on the up on the uh, scoreboard and then down on the on the on the field and then mm. all the all the uh, 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 Extras that went into getting down on the field, and and then and the, that that maze he had on in the backstage of of uh, while he was singing. Yeah, you know, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, it, and it, and it wasn't your run of the mill halftime show. Bear with me on this one, Blue Bombers guy that you are. You ready? <laughs> yeah. If you could only go to one, would it be a Grey Cup or a Super Bowl? Oh, Patty. What? Uh, it would be the Super Bowl. Really. Yeah. I love the CFL. I love football. I do love the CFL, of which some NFL guys I know don't care to watch I know. the CFL. Look, at I, I'm only, I, I, I asked that question in jest. That was, I mean, 99.9% of the people you would poll on the street would say Super Bowl over Grey Cup. Kramer likes the CFL. Have you ever seen a Grey Cup? Uh, never seen a Grey Cup, no. No, but you've seen CFL playoff football. I have football. been. I have been at a uh, true Canadiana here. Oh, here we go. I have been in the prairies on a November afternoon. Oh, that game, yes. uh, For a semifinal, western semifinal game at the Winnipeg Stadium. Yes. And you could not feel your extremities. (laughs) You you were bundled up uh, as best you could possibly be. The wind's blowing through the Winnipeg Stadium, and they're playing football you're freezing. You're drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> You're still drinking beer mm-hmm. and watching a football game in probably, I don't know, 15 below. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Who was in town that uh, particular day? Oh, I can't remember who they were playing. I hated Edmonton, so it must have been Edmonton. It would have been the, the Eskimos were huge or, in the 80s. Or it was Warren Moon and the boys. Or, they, they beat everybody. Or it was too many beers and sub zero temperatures. 
Yeah, it was. It, it, it's quite an experience to be sitting on, um, you know, those 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 stadium seats. There's no backs to them. Back in the in the in the seventies, you didn't have backs on the seats. It was just a flat seat that you sat on. Number twelve. You sat on the number twelve. It's like the LBA. And you had, you know, half a cheek to 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 work with, and you're jammed in there, shoulder to shoulder. And that was only the saving grace. You're jammed in shoulder to shoulder, and try to shelter yourself a little bit from the wind and take the heat off the body next to you. Oh my! It's quite an experience. I'm telling you. All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else on my topics to talk about, or anything else you want to get off your anything else you want to get off your chest, or yeah, something in general. There's an interesting uh, tweet you put out the other day about the uh, the uh, passing lane in Douglastown. There, well, it's not a passing lane; it's a turning lane. All right, don't get me going. So I, I have a uh, I do a sociological experiment every morning when I go through there. Big the word. reason being is. I'm stopping at McDonald's every morning for a right. coffee. So you're on the inside so lane. Every morning, I'm going in that inside lane. Whether the light is green or not, I'm right. in that inside lane. Yes. And I'm waiting to see how someone's going to react when the when the traffic starts to move. Right. Whether it's – and it's funny. Um, some people don't notice me there, and some people are speeding up and staying door-to-door with me mm-hmm. to making sure I don't get in. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm going to be turning. I'm turning right. Yes, I'm in that lane for the reason I'm supposed to be in that lane. Right, that's the intended but, reason but, for that lane. But everybody has experienced what exactly what you have said, and I don't appreciate it, and a lot of people wouldn't. You know, uh, why do you think you can get in that inside lane and cut right. through everybody and cut in? I don't understand what it's, you're. It's, I, it's it's quite frustrating. I don't understand what the average person behind his or her wheel of their car is thinking in that moment, like you just said where you're going to catch that green and bust my chops. I'm telling you, the day when I went a little off on Twitter, and I want to do that every now and again, Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, Jerry, I got the doors blowing off me. It was unreal. This car just came out of nowhere, and boom, right where Dr. Barry's office is, just shy of McDonald's, and then yeah. popped into that left lane. And I'm telling you, had there been someone – um, say coming out of Rennie Road, hooking a left because the assumption is when you're seeing a car coming down that right lane, they're exiting either before Rennie Road or on right. Rennie Road. All right. hell would have broken loose there. Mm-hmm. It would have been a real brouhaha. No, no, I've seen it many times and and uh, and infuriates me every time I see it. Yep. And the other thing that infuriates me. Well, what's your go-to now? You you seem like you do this every day. What's your go-to? Are you a muffin kind of guy, or you're grabbing a McGriddle, or are you getting an egg? Oh no, it's a uh, uh, muffin and a small coffee, two fifty, no change. Muffin and a small coffee, two fifty. And what kind yeah. of muffin do you shake it up, or do you go with uh, Heat, heated with butter too? What kind? No, the fruit and fiber <laughs> <laughs> keeps you regular, does it? <laughs> No, it's it's quite delicious, and it doesn't. No, it, I don't know if it keeps you regular or not. <laughs> they do have some good muffins at McDonald's. I don't mean to make a plug for McDonald's, but no, uh, go ahead. Uh, they have a, a, a terrific staff there, and, and uh, you're in and out. And oh, you go. drive through Debbie! Come on, she's worth the trip ex- <laughs> itself. <laughs> oh, she's a legend. All the girls there are good, and I can just uh, I get to the speaker and I just start to talk, and she and the girl yep. knows exactly who yep. I am and what I want. Pull up green. We got your brand coming. Yeah. Come on up. Now listen, on my way on my way here this morning, real or excuse me, this evening, uh, on my way here for this, 
as you get a little plug in there for McDonald's, for whatever reason, I stopped at uh, Kingston's and I got a Dr. Pepper. When, when in the hell is the last time you've had a Dr. Pepper? What drew your eye to a Dr. Pepper? I don't know. I think I just tapped out on the old Diet Pepsi. No stranger to the Diet Pepsi am I, as you well know. And I just think I had my fill for the day. And I said, oh, I'm going to get a Dr. Pepper. And I, you know what? And Truth so be told. that would be in the same type of bottle your Diet Pepsi would have been in? Yeah. 591 mil. 299. <laughs> yeah. 299, no change. And look at, if, uh, I'm, thought, if I'm being honest, no regrets. It's delicious. I thought it might have been on sale. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. I don't know if I've ever. I know. No, reg- I must have had one in my day, but I don't remember the last time I would have had it. I'm, I'm being very honest here. I'm, I'm, I just had a mouthful right there. Um, I have no but regrets. It's, test. it's not. It's not diet, Doctor Pepper, is it? It is diet, Doctor Pepper. Oh, diet, Doctor Pepper. What are you drinking diet for, anyways? Well, to uh, keep my figure. Yeah, to keep that aspartame in you. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're one of those. You're one of those aspartamers, are you? Here we go. There you go. Yes, I am an aspartamer. Why don't you just drink high test and be done with it? All right. What well, are, you, what are you saving calories? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> saving my <laughs> saving my Weight Watchers points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go yeah, ahead. I'll have a I'll have a double Big Mac yeah. and a large order of fries and a diet Pepsi, that's, please. It's my go-to. You, yeah. you. It sounded like you had one more topic there in front of you. I interrupted you with my Doctor Pepper story. Sorry. No, it was another driving one, and, and I see this every day. And I don't know what your philosophy is on it, but I'm going to find out. Okay. As I come down the Centennial Bridge from Douglastown, I'm going home to Snowball Street. So you're heading from the north side to I'm the south side. South. Yep. I'm heading from north to south. I'm just painting a picture here for folks who are living abroad listening in. Okay. Mm-hmm. That on-ramp coming up, is it Church Street? It would be. What? Okay. Coming off Church Street and going on the on-ramp right. to come up onto the bridge and go to Douglastown, mm-hmm. okay, is where my pet peeve lies. There is, as you uh, traveling on Highway 11, mm-hmm. coming towards the bridge. North. North. You have some momentum coming down that hill, be it a truck, car, I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. especially trucks. Mm-hmm. And the speed limit's 80 there. 100%. Okay, that's the, the legal speed limit. And those truckers, you can hear the Jake brakes going and, and stuff like that. They're, they're slowing down, but they're still, they've, they've got momentum and they've got, you know, weight behind them. And places to be. The amount of people that have no idea of time and distance, if they have an opening, they'll jump out mm-hmm. off the ramp. Mm-hmm. And get in the traffic mm-hmm. and the the brakes that are being jammed on. And I see it every night, Patty. Yep. And I can't believe people are jumping out and think, what is the guy going, 50? No, mm-hmm. he's going 80, and he's coming down a hill. Right. And you're going to jump out in front of him, and you can see the, the, the brake lights flashing as I go by, and, and everybody's jamming on their brakes. I just can't believe no. people can think that they can just jump out there uh, off the ramp. It's been a major pet peeve for me. Um, every night when I come home, Jerry, every night I see it. Jerry, pun intended, that does grind my gears. I'm going to give you a similar story that happened. It's very topical of you in my mind's eye that you would bring this up this evening. Unbeknownst to me, I might say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that same scenario in reverse. So I'm traveling. Well, no, sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. I am traveling north to south, heading to the east side, the Chatham side of the river. Mm-hmm. 
So I come up Douglastown Boulevard, I think they call it. I thread the needle there behind the RSN of A&W and Walmart, and I'm swinging onto the Centennial Bridge. You know where I mean in your mind's eye. Yeah, yeah. So I merge on, and there's, you know, again, the same scenario, only in reverse. I'm merging onto that 80, and I'm fully conscious of this. And I have plenty of time to come because I can see this truck off in the distance. Mm-hmm. So I do my thing and I get out and I merge, signal light, I might say. And then I come on to her a bit. And don't I hit a car on the bridge that is doing, and I'm telling you, when I got on the bumper of this car, we never mm-hmm. broke 37 going across the Centennial Bridge. Holy smokes. This is just two nights ago. And in my rearview mirror, I'm seeing a truck heading north to south. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get her here because I don't have my, like, I'm, I'm pumping the brake a little bit to, to, to show the trucker that there is the, the, my red lights. You know what I mean? That yeah. I'm, I'm in a bit of a jam yeah. here. Like, lay off her, pal. But, Jerry, and again, I, I judge not there are people who are timid on bridges. There are people who are timid in winter yeah. weather. But if you're on a major north-south thoroughfare, you got to be doing better than 37. Pardon me for that. And that's the difference between thirty-seven uh, coming onto the bridge from Douglastown and coming onto the bridge from Chatham. Douglastown, at least you have the merge. Right. You know, you can merge your right. way in. You can build up momentum and then jump in and go. Yes. Where and I've seen the what I see every night is they're at a dead stop. Yep. And they see a gap, so they just jump in it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's three or four vehicles coming down the hill to the bridge and this person from a dead stop is jumping out and and all of them jamming their brakes on and i'm surprised there's not more accidents there i think i think the truckers for sure must know what they're uh, to expect every time they come down that hill that they're probably ready on the brakes Mm -hmm. because of the 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 lack of respect for the for the speed that these uh vehicles are coming and i speak and i speak specifically of trucks because there's so much truck traffic on that bridge well, and that's usually what I see when I'm coming over. Again. They, and that they have to be in their cabs just shaking their heads saying, who are these people? Sure, you want to tra- You want to talk truck traffic. It's literally, it's the only north-south thoroughfare on the eastern side of the province of New Brunswick. That's how you get from right. south to north. You take you're right. the Centennial Bridge or you go the other way and you're, you're weaving through Douglastown, which is not... Uh, good for a trucker who's on his or her way. You're you're blasting through the Centennial Bridge. Are we getting old and cranky and crusty? Is that what just happened yeah. here? Did that happen? We should, in- we should come up with a. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and I could, you know me, but uh, I, I could come up with what's grinding my gears, and I could have something on any podcast. I could have probably a top three. <laughs> yeah, you are. You you can be cranky sometimes. Uh, I'm. Well, I'm very yeah. I'm very familiar with that uh, phenomenon. But, this whole subject started because of the tweet you put out about the, what cranky you were about that merging from, you know, the the coming from the, right. the, right. the turning lane right. and cutting into the other lane in right. Douglas Town. Point taken, okay. point made. All right. <laughs> Look, the good news is is uh, we're back. Uh, secondary good news: we figured out uh, the technological aspects of things. Jerry is on a phone tonight from his estate. I am at the Eastside Creative Center. Uh, so the uh, doors of possibility are open for guests. Uh, we got to have Dobson on. We got to reciprocate that favor, Jerry. Of course, you'd want to have him on. We got to catch Hallahan. We got to get Hunt, Hodge, 
uh, Hatchard, all the guys uh, who yeah. are, uh, you know, covering all these sports that we're uh, yakking about. We, You know what? We should extend uh, an invitation to John and reciprocate there as well. I was saying the exact same thing. And uh, we got to have Victor on at some point, too. Uh, Victor, yeah. not the biggest uh, sports fan, but... Um, you know, we are using his uh, studio and his uh, technology, so we should uh, roll out the welcome mat for him to uh, come on and join us here and but talk you, about whatever's you, on his mind. You can answer this better than I. Well, I've interviewed people, too, but uh, and I like interviewing people, yeah. and I like to be interviewed. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of your uh, on-air time, uh, be it in radio or whatever aspect, mm-hmm. um, you are the interviewee or interviewer, mm-hmm. rather than the interviewee. Mm-hmm. And Jonna Brewer would be the same way. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to get her on and her, you know, reverse the table. Well, look, at, I'll be very honest with as, you. As what she does to you. I find it far more easier to be the host than the guest. Absolutely. I think I, think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you like to be... Uh, asking the question yeah, rather and, than answering, and it, it's not—it's not ego or it's not anything driving that. It's just that I think I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm—well, I'm, 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 well, maybe it is. Uh, I, I think I'm a better host than I am a guest. I'll be very honest about that. Oh yes, you're not very interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> you have really nothing to say about anything. <laughs> all right. Uh, so thanks again for. That's uh, a joke. I know. I understand. Thanks okay, again for good. listening in. Give us a subscribe. Uh, give us a five star rating. Write a review. Help us out. Spread the word. Give us a retweet. Give us a share on Facebook. As I mentioned, retweeting. I should give myself a little shot here at PQ Miramichi. Hit me up anytime. Jerry, your handle? At uh, G Green Machine. Jesus. Yeah, G Green Machine. Are you sure? Right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, uh, we we good for now. Oh, we got to get a little plug in here again for Victor Jody and the gang at Eastside uh, uh, Creative Center and uh, more so Creative Grounds. Uh, stop by for a beverage and a hot or cold treat, and uh, please support uh, Creative Grounds. And again, again, a little personal plug. Um, not only are you and I going to tweet out uh, uh, how to listen to this, if those who don't subscribe uh, wait for us to notify them when when uh, another episode is available. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Dobson and I just did another episode of uh, Sport Quorum TV, and I'll send out a link to that, which is available on the uh, Rogers uh, Facebook. No, it's a Ro- Rogers has a YouTube channel mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll send out a link for that this week, too, and so you can watch a little bit of a show. Our show's only 30 minutes long, which 27 minutes to be exact. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't get to ramble on a little bit as much as you and I get to just... Uh, you know, no time limit. It's like a wrestling match. No well, time limit, one fall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I say this. I, I say this not to poke fun, Jerry. Um, but there is. Uh, I don't know if I should say this. Um, there are two different Jerry Greens. I get Marathon Jerry. Dobson gets Sprinter Jerry. And I quite prefer Marathon Jerry more so than Sprinter Jerry because you do have many opinions and topics, and uh, I think you are meant to be long form than short form. That's what you love about me. Oh, there's there's a lot I love about you, but that's that's just one of one. That's one of many. <laughs> no, when you when you only have so much time, and uh, Sprinter Jerry has to get out what he's thinking, it's a challenge. Well, it's, it's a challenge. It, it, look at it's the same as uh, talking to Jonathan. My last appearance on uh, CBC uh, Information Morning Moncton, 
um, with Jonna was uh, the topic of smelts, and uh, the call was at yeah. uh, 10 to 8, and of course they're hitting the national newscast at 8 o'clock, so I knew I only had 10 minutes, but man, I could have uh, beat that smelt topic into the ground for a solid half hour, no question about it. Exactly, that's what I mean. I mean, that's what the, the freedom that these podcasts give you and I, not only, and you know, I don't know where we'd be, Patty, if, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the the uh, the mental release that this really does. I think it's therapeutic for me because of of the of the things that we lack in our lives yep. right now with I the agree. ability to be with people and mm. or to see sporting events. Mm. It's nice to talk about them and and, mm. and get to talk to you and, and hopefully the people enjoy it. Jerry, I'll be honest, I never thought of it in that context, but I uh, wholeheartedly agree. This is a very therapeutic outlet for myself and uh, obviously yourself, as you just uh, articulated. Yes. Absolutely. Do we have Thanks. do we have time for a ninety second smelt story? Let's circle back to smelts for a second because I have been asked to enter this one into the record. It's time okay. for a ninety second smelt story, but I don't think you can do it in ninety seconds. Go ahead. All right. So this is going back to our years of broadcasting Miramichi Timberwolves games on. Jeez, um, Jerry, was it seven ninety or you no? Know, you and I were doing them on ninety nine three, the river, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this wasn't yesterday. Um, and he's been a topic of a, a few of our stories, and we are not making fun. He was just lots of fun to be around would be the best way to say it. And I'm, I'm talking about the captain again, and you remember this. And it was smelt season. You remember this trip, and you know where I'm going with this story? I'm laughing already. I do. Uh, no, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be uh, excited to hear the end of this. But I, I think okay. I've heard it before. But I, I'm going to laugh anyway. All right. So here it is. We're on a bus. We're coming back from Nova Scotia. I'm not sure. Oh yes, this is a great story. Go yeah. ahead. All right. So I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that god awful Yarmouth run. Yeah, it is Yarmouth. It's Yarmouth. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the captain was always our guy to. <laughs> <laughs> The captain was always our guy to sit behind the bus driver uh, while we did some sleeping because Danny... Danny uh, Savage. Yeah, yeah. Dan, yeah. Sorry, the captain. Sorry, Danny. Yes. And, and may he rest. Yeah. Um, um, so Danny was always the designated guy to keep the bus driver company. And so he's got his back to everyone on the bus. Mm-hmm. So it's this time of the year. We're coming back from that god-awful Yarmouth run, so we have nothing but time. We've beat every topic of conversation into the ground we've watched every movie on the old v- vhs or vcr we've read all the magazines that we had on board this is pre everyone having a phone in their hand days too right so we had to entertain yeah. ourselves so somehow some way get on to the topic of smelt someone said quinn is there any smell fries coming up this week and in my mind's eye i start checking boxes like yeah there's one here there's one there go here go there blah 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 so the next topic, of course, is the age-old argument of do you like them deep-fried or pan-fried? Jerry, if you had to make a preference, go ahead. I'll let you in. Oh, I go pan-fried. All right. So there you go. I, I don't, again, as I said to John on that particular day, I don't know that my palate is that refined. I just like right. them plentiful and cooked. Me too. So we're having a little go-about, a little gnash, if you will, of pan-fried versus deep-fried and how you cook yours, how does Jerry cook his, Jamie Henderson, Sean Wood, Mike LeBlanc, we're all having a little conversation. We all have our own ways. And I look up to the front of the bus, and Danny's shaking his head. Now, he's not engaged in this conversation, though he is listening, and he's shaking his head. And I said, Danny, what in the hell's wrong with you? And he said, boys, you guys don't know anything about cooking a smelt. And I said, here we go. (laughs) Do you remember the punchline of this? Yeah. So I said, well, I said, well, how in hell do you cook a smelt? And he said, boys, and he, now he turns around to address us. And he says, you got to get a cast iron frying pan. And I said, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
you got to get a block of that uh, Northumberland butter, the real salty stuff there in the silver wrapper, and you know what I mean when I say that. You got to get some flour and some salt and pepper to taste. And I said, well, Jesus, how is that any different than what we're talking about down here? And then he jumps up out of his seat, as you'll recall, and the hands start flying. And I thought, here we go. This is going to be monumental. And he said, the whole secret is this. And I said, what's the secret? And I knew there was going to be a real burn burner of a line here. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for this, folks? And he says, the whole the whole key to cooking a smell is you got to get the frying pan up to 450 Fahrenheit. None of that Celsius bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Honest to goodness. Yeah, 450 Fahrenheit, none of that Celsius bullshit. Yeah, no, that was the classic line. We died. Oh, I, we look, died. I don't want to say that we were in harm's way, but as I do recall, the bus driver is like hanging out of the wheel for dear yeah. life, too, because he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, are we good for now? That's good, yeah. All right, great to be back, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks again to Creative Ground. Stop by for a treat. Over and out. All the best.